Blog Talk Radio. And so I was just saying to the guy, if you think everyone else is too thin-skinned, it's more likely you're too lacking in self-awareness to realize what an ass... Oh, hello, Nat Town. Welcome to Nat's Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line, and Dave will jump right into that eighth inning where everything kind of went sideways for the Nationals. They had a 3-1 lead going into the inning. Felipe Rivero takes the mound, struggling recently, a 5-3-4 ERA, a 3-6-2 fifth on the year. Gives up a single sharp grounder up the middle by Alexia Ramirez. Alexia Amarista singles on a fly to center that Michael Taylor can't catch. Uh, a walk to John Jay, loads the bases up. Will Myers steps in next, a double on another liner to center that Michael Taylor can't catch, maybe shouldn't have dove for, but he does, comes up empty. Two runs score there, three to three game, an intentional walk to Matt Kemp loads the bases up again. Or right, maybe that's it, yeah. Uh, Brett Wallace hits one back to the mound. Looks like a sure thing BP coming up there. That's what the Nationals were looking for. But Felipe Rivero bobbles the ball a little bit, doesn't have a grip on it when he throws it, and throws it wide of Wilson Ramos at home. Another run scores there, 4-3 to three San Diego. At that point, he's out of there. Blake Trining comes on, walks in a run, gives up another single, two more run score, 7-4. Nationals absolutely blow up there. Felipe Rivero just, Really just had nothing tonight. Uh, six eight two ERA on the year, three eight two FIP after the outing. Just a complete implosion by Felipe. He hasn't been good recently, but this was a whole nother level of bad tonight. Oh, it was it was terrible. I mean, you know, it, it's tough to judge a short reliever on his ERA, but at some point, it is what it is. And his ERA is damn near seven, um, and it's been and it's been that bad. I mean, this is a guy that um, that has given up runs. You know, I don't have the stats in front of me, but just about every single one of his last, you know, dozen appearances. And you just – you can't survive in this league um, pitching that way. You can't survive in this league walking – you know, being a left-handed pitcher, walking a left-handed batter on four pitches. You can't survive in this league um, fumbling a routine ground ball and then making a lackadaisical throw to home plate. And that's all that it was. He, he he got the ball in his in his bare hand and then just flipped it to home instead of making a good throw. I mean, these are things that you just can't do. You can't compound pitching poorly with with making mental mistakes on top of it. And this is what it's come to um, for Felipe Rivera. I mean, it, it sounded like from the comments that I saw from Dusty Baker uh, on on the Twitters there after the game. I didn't see his his, his live press conference, obviously, but. Uh, it sounds like Dusty's getting frustrated too, and it might come to the point now where um, where they have to make a decision on whether they can continue to put Felipe Rivero out there, not only in um, in tough situations, but in situations altogether. I mean, uh, this is a guy that's 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 fairly integral to the Nets bullpen, and he just simply isn't performing right now. And whether it's a trip to the minor leagues or or they find something that they can put him on the disabled list for 15 days, clear his head because. Really, it's as much his head as it is his arm at this point. Um, and, and then to compound the errors, Lake Trinan comes in, and of all people, walks Melvin Upton to force a run in. I mean, you just can't – Melvin Upton is one of the historically hardest guys to walk in Major League Baseball, and you come in after the guy ahead of you is imploded, and you walk a run – you walk Melvin Upton to walk a run in. It's just unacceptable. <laughs> I did manage to uh, get the post-game presser transcribed afterwards. Felipe Rivero gives up three hits, two walks, six runs, five earned, 
throws, where is his total? 17 pitches, nine for strikes without recording an out. Uh, just picking and choosing here from what Dusty Baker said. He said he's in a bad state right now where nothing's really going his way. He talked about the fact that there were a bunch of a couple bloopers that hurt him there, but uh, asked if it was a bad state mentally. He said, yeah, when things are going poorly for you, bloopers happen. Michael almost caught the first one, almost caught the second one, and then the comebacker he threw wildly. So we've just got to figure it out because we certainly need Felipe asked what do you do to fix him. He said that's easier said than done. We've been talking to him, trying to put him in a positive state of mind. If I knew what to do, then I'd bottle it, and he wouldn't have gone this far. We've just got to give him some support and give him some love, basically, and say, hey, man, we're with you, and then the rest is up to him. Uh, do they let him sort this out in you know, not, uh, low leverage situations when nothing's on the line? Do they send him back to AAA? Uh, just scan the... Syracuse roster quickly, the guys that you'd think about bringing up. I think Mark Zuckerman mentioned on Twitter, uh, Trevor Gott's on the DL. I think Matt Grace is on the DL as well, a veteran lefty that they could try to bring up. Uh, I don't know what options there are down there. Maybe go down to AAA for somebody, but you, you got to get him straightened out. He's been, I don't know if it's overworked. The velocity is a little bit of a dip, but nothing that I think is concerning velocity-wise, but his command and his uh, struggles out there altogether are just a bit concerning at this point, and getting to the point where you're just, you know, wary of putting them out there at all. Yeah, you know, there's, there's really no such thing as a as a non-impactful situation. I mean, even put him in right. a game where it's attended to the lead either way, and he comes in and gives up another three runs, I mean, that's impactful. Um, to the team, to him, um, you know, you just, you just can't put a guy out there you can't trust, and you can't run a bullpen with three arms you don't trust. And right now, you can't trust Matt Belial. You can't trust like trying and even though he, he's not giving up runs of his own, he's leading inherited runners to score. And he's, he's, um, you know, like I said, you just, you can't walk Melvin up into that situation. Uh, but, but, you know, the, the main thing is that, that Felipe Rivero, you know, shouldn't be tired in the middle of June. Yes. He's been worked a lot. Yes. He's pitched in, in damn near half of the Nats games to this point, but, you know, he's a young man. I mean, he shouldn't be suffering from fatigue until maybe the later end of, later on in the season. I mean, it's silly to, to say that he might be tired. I, I, it's just he, he's just in a, in a bad way right now. He's got too much talent to be performing at this level, and they really can't afford to, to, to keep trotting him out there if he's going to keep giving up runs. And, and you know, I, I said it during the game that, you know, there, there's a time where you keep sending a guy out there to get him fixed, and there's a time that you don't. And I think they've reached that point with Rivero. Um, I think he needs to go down. I think he needs to face lesser talent um, to get it back in his mind of how to pitch, you know, by attacking guys instead of throwing around them. And simply the, the reason he's walking left-handers is because he's throwing around them. He's not going right after guys. And that's a guy that's not trusting his stuff right. If you have yeah. to go to the farm and call somebody up, you know, A.J. Cole is down there with major league experience. Um, Austin Voss can come in and pitch shortly. I know these guys aren't left-handers, but at this point they need to get another arm out there that they can trust to throw strikes, and Rivero's not in. No, he's not right now, and they got to get him straightened out because I think he's an important part of this pen and have him – well, he hasn't been good for a while now, but to have him implode uh, completely when Jonathan Papelbon goes on the DL just – really couldn't be worse timing for what's going on with the Nationals. But uh, honestly, the game was pretty much decided there. But uh, we'll go back to Max Scherzer anyway. 3-0, and 1-2-3 ERA, 3 walks and 28 Ks with a 156-188-273 line against and 22 innings pitched over his last three games. 
Uh, took a no-hitter into the six versus the Cubs last time out, but another home run allowed on a 1-0 fastball to Will Myers in the first tonight. That was his uh, 18th home run allowed on the year, tied for the league lead with Jared Weaver for the most home runs allowed by a starter. Uh, 10 of 11 set down after uh, gave up a single uh, later in, the, I think, the second inning. Uh, nine, 1-2-3-4, seven Ks at that point, 13 of 14 set down after a 1-2-3 uh, done after six innings, 113 pitches, 10 Ks. Uh, Nationals weren't ahead at that point. It was still a 1-1 game, and uh, while they were up at bat there, he was lobbying pretty hard to stay in the game there and wanted to go out there and get it. He, he ended up being the pitcher to record when they took the lead, so he would have gotten a win if it hadn't blown up early, but uh, rough start to the outing, but Max really kind of settled in there and dominated uh, the last couple innings he's out there. Yeah, and if Doghouse were on the show tonight, uh, he would once again remind us that pitching wins are a horrible way to evaluate a starting pitcher because, you know, he was the pitcher of record when, when things went in the crapper there. But, uh, um, you know, Scherzer, uh, you know, did what he what he always does, you know, at this point. He goes out and gives up a home run, usually a solo shot, and then shuts the other team down, and, and he – get it again tonight. You know, Scherzer's a, a funny pitcher. He's got, um, you know, his fastball's flat, but he's got impeccable control, usually. And when he doesn't, he's serving up batting practice, unfortunately. And um, Will Myers is the wrong guy to do it. There are a lot of guys on the Padres team that you could groove a fastball to and not worry about them hitting it out. Um, but Will Myers isn't one of those guys. And, um, you know, he kind of tattooed that one. But uh, but then Scherzer sat down and, um, you know, mowed the rest of the guys down for the rest of the time he was in there. Yeah, especially not right now to Will Myers, too. That was his ninth home run in 17 games in June, uh, 16th on the year, I believe. I don't see it in front of me right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 16th on the year. So he's not the guy to make a mistake to. And he left a pretty much center cut fastball over there for him and absolutely crushed it. Uh, I know you were working all night, so I don't know if you were watching on Masson, but I mentioned the exchange in the dugout where uh, Maddox was arguing to keep himself in there. But earlier in the game, uh, Masson caught an exchange uh, when he was struggling between uh, Scherzer and Mike Maddox. Um, I can't even read my notes here, but they made some in-game adjustments is what I wrote. It seemed to work. He settled in nicely after that. Maddox, I I think, might be the the under-the-radar signing of the winter for the Nationals. uh, Everyone, obviously, uh, Danny Murphy's uh, over over the radar, <laughs> on everyone's radar as the biggest signing they've made so far. But Maddox, I think, has really made a difference. Uh, they asked Matt, uh, Scherzer what he was talking about with Maddox afterwards. He said, I was talking to him just about what were you seeing, and I felt like they were really trying to approach me in a different way than I saw them, and they were really trying to make an adjustment and what type of adjustment I needed to make back at them and just making sure what I saw is what he saw and that we could get on the same page. Uh, that's what he was, I thought I was really talking to him about. And to have a guy that's you know, not only made the difference he has overall with everyone, but to be there with the pitcher and be able to you know, calmly talk to him in between innings and make an adjustment in-game like that, just really kind of invaluable addition to the staff so far this year. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Maddox is a guy that, um, you know, that when he went to the Texas Rangers, he made – the Texas Rangers pitching staff good. I mean, he shaved, you know, a damn near a run and a half off their ERA for, you know, the year that he, that he until, you know, until the, the next season. I mean, this is a guy that, that's, that's widely regarded as one of the um, one of the, 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 the better uh, pitching coaches across Major League Baseball, and it really was a big coup for the Nats to, um, to be able to sign him and get him here. He's really 
uh, a tactician, whereas uh, Steve McCaddy was more of a um, more of a cheerleader, more of a uh, um, you know a rah-rah guy with with, with uh, you know his style of coaching. Maddox is more of a uh, uh, more of a tactician, more of a uh, a, a, a precision type of guy. So it, they're really they couldn't have two more contrasting pitching coaches back to back. And um, I'm not saying that McCaddy's you know, way was, was worse or better. It was just completely different. Um, and I think the Nats are responding to Maddox right now. I hadn't seen Colin Ray uh, too much before he was up here. Uh, he went just two and two-thirds last time out, allowed nine hits, eight runs, six earned, and a 13-4 loss to the Miami Marlins, 8-4 ERA in 15 innings pitch in his last three starts after putting up a 3-7-2 ERA in eight games prior to that. Uh, just two hits allowed through five tonight, one of them a uh, RBI double by Daniel Murphy in the first. Six innings pitched on just 66 pitches, uh, put two people on before he was out in the seventh, but really solid start by the right-hander. Six and a third, four hits, two runs, two earned, two walks, six Ks. Uh, efficient, too. Uh, where's his pitch total down there? Just 82 pitches in six and a third. Uh, I was kind of impressed with what I saw out of him. I haven't seen too much of him before. Uh, 2011 Padres, 12th round pick. Uh, was impressive out there. Yeah, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he made a nice start. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, as far as the Nats go, I'm talking this one up to Jet Lake finally catching up with them. I mean, he's a guy that uh, um, that hasn't been very good this year. He's really just a guy. He doesn't really have anything exceptional. He seems to throw strikes. But, uh, um, you know, up until this point, uh, nobody was confusing him for Max Scherzer. And, and tonight the Nats, uh, at least, you know, up until um, – you know, up until there in the, in the middle innings, the Nats just had no clue to know what to do with him. So, um, you know, to chalk this one up, I think, to the to the jet lag finally catching up with them. They, they should have they should have been able to hit him around like like they had the previous two nights. Forty three and twenty six on the year after the after the loss tonight. Seven three in San Diego tomorrow afternoon. Four uh, four forty start, I should say. Gio Gonzalez versus Drew Pomerantz in the final. As they note here in the uh, notes for tomorrow's game, Gonzalez has somewhat emerged from a midseason slump. Six runs allowed in the last 13 in the third, struck out 19 in his last two starts. Uh, he's only allowed two earned runs in 12 and two-third career in Petco. Uh, you want to get this series uh, in San Diego, uh, the way they started with the first two wins and the fact that they had the win uh, tonight uh, lined up. Uh, a split here would be kind of a disappointment going forward. Oh, a split would be a huge disappointment. I mean, this is a team that the Nats, regardless of being on the road, the start of a ten-game uh, road trip, they just they've got to win three out of four for the Padres. There's just no excuse about it. Um, hopefully, uh, good Geo shows up tomorrow and and can uh, can lead the Nats to uh, to the three out of four. Nats nightly sponsored by Federal Baseball. Three, two, one. Dog says go Nats. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>